Hey, it's Memes. I'm a former makeup artist, and you're listening to Swatch of Horrors, where we talk beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. So if you're new here, we like to talk about horror stories that happen to anybody in the beauty industry. So you could be a makeup artist, nail tech, hairstylist, esthetician, and we just talk about our bad experiences in hopes that you can learn from them. And if you're a client or a consumer of beauty, this really helps you be a better customer, a better client, and helps you understand what it's really like to work in the beauty industry. So if you follow me on Instagram, that's amazing. Follow Swatch of Horrors. Also follow on TikTok. I kind of prefer TikTok a little bit more. So follow me over on Twig- TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, that sounds like a new app. Um, TikTok swatch of horrors and uh, i give little bite-sized content over there when i can and it'd be nice to hear from you all so if you have a beauty horror story that you want to tell me about send me a dm wherever you can find me instagram tiktok or you can email swatch of horrors at gmail.com i would love to read your horror stories on a future episode so let's Uh, get right into it. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate the podcast. That would help me so much. And today we're going to talk about all the different ways you can stop being unsanitary, yucky, and gross as a makeup artist. And you definitely want to tag your fellow friends in this one, especially if you know they're kind of a little on the nasty side. And if you do any of these things, hey, that's okay. No judgment. We're not shaming you, but we all make mistakes. We all learn. And I'm sure there's things that I've done that I didn't realize were not hygienic. And that's what we're here to do is to learn. So follow for more. I hope you all have been doing all right. I've been uh, just really, really busy. I know it's been a while, so thanks for your patience. And if you want to have more shows, if you want me to put out more content, there's a great way that you can help me with that. And like I've said before, send me those beauty horror stories and I will gladly read them and turn it into a new episode. So that would really help me out too. And uh, yeah, I know you've got stories to tell. So yeah, it's been really busy with me. I've got a lot of work going on at the house. And, um, you know, like I had mentioned health-wise, I was like freaking out every other week about what was going on with my body and all that good stuff. You know, I've been trying to take care of myself. So I went to the doctor, you know, got some vitamin D. I'm feeling so much better, but I'm just, again, still trying to take care of my body I've been active a lot more, doing a lot more yard work and just things around the house that just allows me to move my body more and be more active. And that just comes with its own repercussions, you know, soreness, yada, yada. Anyway, boring stuff. Uh, Nothing too wild going on lately. I've just been really journaling a lot. I know it helps me clear my mind 
and I haven't done it in a really long time, so I've kind of gotten back into it, and it's really interesting, all the things I've started to uncover about myself, and I'm just like, oh yeah, hmm, like I've totally forgot about this and that, and yeah, um, so I, I just feel generally pretty neutral right now. I mean, I, I feel like I'm in a better place than I was maybe a few months ago. But today I want to talk about being unsanitary or the top things that you can do to be a more sanitary makeup artist. And again, if you do any of these things, it's it's okay to grow and learn from that. You may have your opinions. I'm not a microbiologist. I'm not a, a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But I do know a few things about cleanliness. And if you're a makeup artist or if you work in the beauty industry, chances are whatever brand that you work for should have trained you on some of this. And if they don't, well, that's that's not good on them. They need to do better. But also too, I think if you work in the retail space of makeup, it's really hard sometimes to abide by cleanliness standards because there's only so much that you can control. For example, if you think about it, testers that are in a tube, uh, back, back in my day, we were supposed to cut off the lip gloss wands, mascara wands for the samples and the testers. This is because you don't want anybody applying directly onto their skin, but there's times where you can't control what the customer does where they just grab a tester wand and they double dip so what that means is they take a tester wand dip it in the lip gloss put the lip gloss on their lips then re-dip it back in the same tester that really defeats the purpose of being sanitary and that's the crappy thing you don't know what people do you don't know you can't control what they do you can't see the counter when you're not there and that's that's the crappy part so we're going to try to talk about things that you can control i would say number one if you're applying false eyelashes on a customer even for yourself if you're if you apply a strip lash to yourself the glue usually you need to wait for it to get a little tacky meaning you apply a light coating of the glue you have to sit there and wait for a few seconds for the glue to get really sticky. I've seen a lot of people do this mistake and you're not supposed to blow on your makeup brushes, on the eyelash. Don't blow on it because your mouth is, let's be real, there's bacteria in your mouth. Good bacteria, bad bacteria. You blowing on the eyelash is contaminating it. So as much as you want to speed up the process of getting the glue really sticky, you don't want to do that. Um, my suggestion would be wave the eyelash around in your hand in the tweezers, just fan it or just be patient and just wait because you don't want your mouth germs where your eye is going to be. Even if it's for yourself, you don't want to do that. So that's something I've constantly have seen in the past. Do not blow on your makeup brushes, your eyelashes, anything that's going to go on your face or on your eyes, just don't blow on it. Second thing, you want to make sure you're deep cleaning your brushes. And this can go for people who do their makeup at home. You're starting to break out, you're, you know, your, your skin's not doing too well. 
Well, think about the last time you deep cleaned your brushes. There's a deep clean where you really get all your brushes wet, you rinse them, you use brush soap or a really mild soap. And then there's spot clean, which means it's kind of like you, you wipe the brush and some cleaning solution on a paper towel and that kind of ties you over until you deep clean. So if you work in the retail setting, ideally, okay, I know I was never perfect, but I feel like I washed my brushes. I did a deep clean more than most people that I worked with. And there was a couple people who were definitely strict about deep cleaning their brushes, which was great. So the problem with retail is that what I've noticed, they give you a, a set shift, right? A set of hours. They put you back to back with makeup applications and then it's time for you to go to lunch. It's time for you to clock out and go home, whatever it is. They don't allot for time for you to take your brushes, go to a restroom or somewhere that's has a sink, a spa room and wash your brushes. This is like a bad, this is like an oversight. This is something that management probably needs to take account into. And if you're a makeup manager, please take this into consideration. Give your employee 5-10 minutes at the end of their shift to go and wash their brushes so that when they start next time, they're going to have a fresh, clean set of brushes and you're keeping things really clean and sanitary for the next client, especially in the retail setting. So if you're a worker and you feel like you never have time to wash your brushes, talk to your manager and see if they'll give you some time. If your manager gives you pushback, obviously just keep taking it up the ladder. But I guarantee you, like, the higher up, more district, regional people, they would not be happy if they found out your manager doesn't let you go deep clean your brushes at the end of your shift. So advocate for yourself, for your clients, because this is, this is something that is important cleanliness and something else relating to the brush belt you don't want to take your brush belt to the bathroom okay i understand if you need to take it to the restroom all right well if you have to take it to the restroom fold your belt okay maybe wrap it in paper towel and then put it on the sink somewhere put it far away enough from the toilet area if you can avoid it, don't put it in the stall because when you flush that toilet, it it's a known fact that everything from the toilet, it can, you know, make its way into the air. If you remember back when, um, I think when they were learning more about COVID, I think that definitely can spread that way too, is from the bathroom when, when you flush the toilet and then everything kind of goes in the air and you, you don't want anything like that on your brushes. So I understand maybe this may not be doable for you. And uh, the bad thing is if you put your makeup brush on the sink and it's a public restroom and somebody could steal that, I understand that. That is a risk. So before you run to the restroom, just take off your brush belt. See if you can stash it at the counter somewhere. Hide it uh, on the sales floor in a designated area 
or um, have a coworker hang on to your brush belt for you as you go to the bathroom. Another alternative, like I said, you can wrap up your makeup brushes in a paper towel, fold, fold the brushes, fold the brush belt inward so that your brushes are covered and keep it far away from the toilet if you have to take it with you. And um, just keep that in mind, okay? Because I've seen it on TikTok a lot, actually, where makeup artists are in the bathroom taking selfies in the mirror and there's the toilet right there. And I'm like, I don't even know why your your brush belt is in there with you because it's not, that's not cute. Again, sanitation. And we don't want to do that. Um, another tip that you want to do Make sure you're washing your hands. I know this sounds really elementary, but wash your hands because, okay, even if you can't wash your hands, have sanitizer, hand sanitizer nearby, I'll have it in your brush belt, have it in your pocket. Make sure that you're constantly washing your hands, keeping your hands clean. I would recommend doing this in front of your customer especially the hand sanitizer, because they can see that you take sanitation seriously. Some people feel really weird about anyone being really close to their face. I do. I don't like people touching my face, to be honest. And what makes me feel better is when I know that somebody has um, sanitized their hands in front of me. I know that they care about hygiene. But one time I had I was like a model for someone, not like, not like I was in magazines or anything, but like a model for makeup. So somebody needed me to do makeup on for like an interview or something. I don't really remember a training, training session. And when they were doing my makeup, their hands smelled so bad. I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it was like B.O. I don't know if it was like they ate something weird that was such an unpleasant experience. I, it's ingrained in my head. So you don't want any of your food smells to be on your hands, your tuna sandwich that you ate, your, 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 I don't know if you wiped your ass and you didn't like, <laughs> and you didn't wash your hands. I don't know. Cause it was a weird smell and no one wants to go through that. And especially if you, if you're a smoker, not everybody likes cigarettes not everybody smokes some people are very sensitive to cigarette smoke and i know a lot of people smoke them so you want to be cognizant of this also you don't want to overload yourself with fragrance you want to be careful if you are using a hand lotion unscented or a very mild scent is the best way to go if you're using that really fruity like bath and body work stuff yeah, that can smell good, but just be aware your client may be sensitive to fragrance. And if you're getting your makeup done and your artist has, yes, clean hands, but their hands smell like way too floral, fruity, fragrant, and now your eyes are watering and now your your client is having a hard time keeping their eyes open because of the fragrance that you have on your hands is just messing them up. So that's something to also keep in mind. Lastly, if your customer visibly has open wounds on their face, anywhere where you need to apply makeup, I'm not an authority figure on what the right thing to do is. 
okay, I'm not an esthetician, I don't have a license or anything, but my common sense tells me you can't put, you should not use your brushes over any open wounds on anyone. You should not touch anyone's open wounds, anyone's like acne, open, inflamed pimple. Don't touch that with your, with your hands. You shouldn't. Because you don't want to get contaminated, you don't want to infect their skin, you don't know what they have, and vice versa. You just want to be very mindful of this. There have, there have been times where I did have to work on people with, you know, open skin kind of sores, whether it was a pimple or something. And if someone, ha- if any of you out there have a solution to this, please let me know. Personally, I just grabbed a makeup sponge, a disposable one, and I made sure not to double dip anywhere. I put makeup on the sponge and I, depending on what it was, I would gently go over it. Um, If it was scabbed over a little, yeah, I would make sure you use a disposable sponge of some sort, some sort of disposable applicator, because you don't want to get any of their fluids or any bacteria on your brushes. And also, maybe just ask them, like, or even let them know the situation. If it's too much of an open wound, just say, hey, you know, I don't want to further um, irritate your skin or just say something nice like, hey, um, I want to be gentle in this area. I'm going to work around it as best as I can. How do you feel about that? Because dealing with acne and stuff is really, really hard. I know because I deal with it still in my 30s and especially my chin area. A lot of people say it's hormonal. I don't freaking know what it is, whether it's diet hormonal, but my mom has had this all of her adult life and I honestly just think it's genetic at this point because I have the same type of like cystic acne that she would get on her chin. That's just the cards I've been dealt with. And it's hard for me to cover that up. And sometimes I just don't. So sometimes you just got to let it breathe and accept the fact that, hey, people have acne. I have acne. I'm just going to roll with it. And it's hard for me not to like touch it on my own skin because it's so painful. It almost feels like it needs like it needs to be released somehow, even though it's like buried deep within the skin. So I have a problem messing with my skin thank God I'm going to get a facial today (laughs) because I really need some help. I have not had a facial in a really, really long time and hopefully they can help me out. If not, I have a doctor appointment with the dermatologist next week. I already use tretinoin, which I think is like a retinoid or retinol. I get those confused. Again, I'm not a professional esthetician at all, so I'm not well versed in this. I just know that people use that a lot for acne and anti-aging and resurfacing the skin type of thing. So I almost feel like tretinoin's not helping me at this point or it's just purging. I'm not really sure what phase it's in right now, but I'm no stranger to tretinoin. So don't know what else is going on, but hopefully this facial will help. But anyway, kind of went on a tangent because I don't know, when you, when you live with this painful things on your chin, like that's all I can think about sometimes. So anyway, 
you want to be mindful of doing makeup on that type of skin, troubled skin. Be very careful. Ask, um, maybe just talk to your customer about it. Just be really honest and say how you just want to make them comfortable, but also you don't want to further aggravate what they have going on. So let's recap on all the things you can do to be more sanitary at the makeup counter. So you want to make sure, number one, you don't blow on your eyelashes, false lashes, or makeup brushes. Don't blow on anything. Two, don't take your makeup brushes to the bathroom if possible. Three, you want to deep clean your brushes at the end of the day. When if, um, if you're working with a lot of clients, if you're fits for yourself, I mean, you can probably prolong that to like, I don't know, once a week or once a month, however, but if you work in retail, you want to make sure you're washing your brushes after every shift. Um, you also want to not use brushes over any open wounds or sores like that. This has been another episode of Swatch of Horrors. Make sure you're following and subscribing to the podcast and giving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow on TikTok and Instagram. Thanks again.